We're playing random characters. Indeed. Indeed. Very random. Okay, so I figure let's let's do this very very random. So you can go through character creation like rolling, and then skip uh, step five. So you do not choose combat gear. We're gonna roll for that kind of stuff. But you get to roll for everything else, uh, abilities, and oh, you get to choose a starting feature, obviously, unless you want to roll for that as well. In which case, I guess you can roll a d seven. <laughs> Okay, and then how many items are we rolling for? Six items. So for the the the, the random tables for appearance in detail, we just do one you know, one roll each, then, right? Yes. Athletic, just like me in real life. <laughs> or sigils clothing. I guess I'm just naked with tattoos. What did you, what did you roll for clothing? Sigils. Sigils. <laughs> I'm sewn into your clothing. No, no, I'm naked with tattoos. Yeah, up to you. <laughs> it's perfect. My personality is righteous, and I interrupt all the time. And your character? <laughs> that should be good. <laughs> so, if you go to page, I think it's seven, it should say treasure and equipment. You're going to get to roll twice for worn items and twice for weapon items. And at your at your choice... You can switch out one weapon item for a shield. You can just like ignore the roll and decide I have a shield. Are we supposed to go twice on worn items? Yes. Okay. And if you get something hilarious like a dress, you you have to tell me I got a dress. Awesome. <laughs> but you're not wearing it apparently, or are you? I don't think so, because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm thinking it's it's just he also has a necklace which. When I first got that, I think, oh, I'm going with the whole naked thing, going with all the, you know. <laughs> so I don't think he wears the dress. It's just some treasure he picked up. Oh, fantastic. Okay. He just hasn't been able to unload it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to be getting all of my uh, armor bonus from my earring, but I guess I'm going around in plate mail. Oh, cool. I'm naked during plate mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope we're somewhere hot. <laughs> oh, and we have a spell slot, right? So we should do, we should generate our spell then, right? Uh, do you? Weren't you a shadow shadow jack? Yeah, I'm a shadow jack. Yeah, I chose the single spell slot. So die. So you get either plus one attack bonus, a single spell slot, or a single path from the four following options. You can choose a spell thing instead if you don't want Shadow Jack. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll take Shadow Jack. I thought, okay, never mind. I didn't read. So then, for those of us who did pick spells, do we pick one randomly, or are we going to do that whenever we cast one? It's always random. I think in order for you to think tactically and mm-hmm. use the tools at your disposal, yeah. we should have the spell. You should have the spell at your disposal. So... This is done during character creation, and then every morning in game after a full rest. Yes, it's it's just it's chaos. <laughs> I my spell is a physical effect for plus an ethereal element. Okay, so then you go to physical effect and roll. 
and you do an ethereal element and roll, and those two make the spell name. Okay, so I have summoning mask. <laughs> Fantastic. Transmuting ghost. Okay, all right. That sounds pretty badass. <laughs> I don't like this ghost that is before me. I want it to be something else. <laughs> so GM then tells the player the spell's general effects based on the name. It also says players can also suggest uses for the spell outside of the GM's description. So I'm like, you know, yeah, I think I think the transmute ghost uh, is you can you can like turn a ghost uh, physical. Uh, but you can tell me if there are other uses that you think the spell can can do. And you said summoning mask. Those are the two words I got. Ethereal physical form. Physical form. Hmm. I'm thinking it's a uh, like a cloaking type of spell where you like uh, essentially summon a quote unquote mask uh, to mask your uh, appearance as something else. You know, you you can say how you appear to others, and if you have a different idea how to use the spell, such as, I don't know, changing someone else's, how someone else is perceived by others, then awesome. We all meet in, a, meet in an inn. I mean, you don't all meet in an inn. You've already met. You've, uh, you've clearly come away with some plunder from somewhere. Some of you have necklaces and dresses and stuff. Uh, John, what, what do we see when, when we see your character? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, breaks. Uh, pull the breaks. Uh, names. You should do names. Uh, random as well, obviously. Are there random names in here? Yes. Yes, there is. Oh, okay. I just made up one, but I guess if I get... I also made up one. I'm not, I'm not going to shoot you if you like your made-up name better, so it's fine. But for the, for the hell of it, you can, you can always roll. It's on page five. Uh, characters. There are female names, male names, upper-class surnames, and lower-class surnames. Now, I'm only going to care about one name, so you can choose which category you want to roll on, and then take that name that you roll. I'm not, I'm not doing double names. Quentin Stoker. Again, uh, either or. Choose one. I, I like Stoker Baron like Quentin. Stoker it is. Constance Barrow. Choose one. <laughs> I'll stick with Constance. And yours was Stoker, John, right? And I'm Redmayne. Redmayne, Redmayne, the <laughs> the sigil covered naturalist. I guess he's got a big uh, wild uh, mane of red hair and a big red mustache. <laughs> Figures, right? <laughs> Did he name himself? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> awesome. So uh, back back to John uh, describing um, Joker. Stoker, well, his clo his armor is in his pack because when he's not, you know, out adventuring, he's dressed to the nines. I have flamboyant clothing. So, yes, it's all reds and yellows and silks. And I, I stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I'm just leaning back in my chair with my, my mead in my head and yelling, oh, that was a pretty good haul last time. What say you, Constance? So why don't you present your character then, Tad? All right. I am Constance, and there are many times over this adventure that I am just going to have to hand wave and say I am talking a lot, because I am, as you know, very gregarious with my deep voice. She, uh, She's gregarious with a deep voice, 
<laughs> well, a bit rakish, a bit thin, but probably had a little bit of difficulty uh, going through uh, adolescence because she slumped, so she might have a bit of a of a spinal curve. But she's in plate mail. Right, and that maybe explains out why her clothing is so worn out. It's because, <laughs> okay, well, it's dangerous out there. I gotta have this plate mail. I strap it on real well. It probably isn't made real well for me. I probably did not have the money for a custom fit. And so it's wearing <laughs> out my clothing really fast. <laughs> anyway, I also have a brand mark. Um, I'm thinking that this is like the brand mark of the secret order of my alchemy school, because in my background, I am an alchemist. Uh, other than the plate mail, I also wear a special earring, but we can't be running around with just the plate mail. I also have a back sword and a hammer, although I, <laughs> looking at me, I probably clearly lack the strength to effectively use them. I'm sure you can sort of use them or hand them to other people if, if in a pinch, right? Right. <laughs> okay. And red mane is a, Naked, sigil-wearing, red-haired dude. Yeah, with a wonderfully bushy uh, mustache. When we would encounter him, he would be telling the others how to play the necklace and the dress. <laughs> I told her she comes up with the money now, or I tell her husband, and she said she had no coin on her. I said, well, the necklace looks valuable, and I'll take the dress. <laughs> or something. I suppose it seems reasonable for such a fine dress as that. It's very pretty. Yeah, I wasn't going to wait around for her to go get some coin. <laughs> I mean, I could probably fit in that dress. You can't. But Stoker's, Stoker's a man, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stoker's a guy. Athletic with freckles. So, yeah. Figure you've got, like, blonde hair. You know, blonde hair, freckles. Uh, how, how are you armed, Redmayne? He has a backsword and a hunting knife. Wow, the backswords are in, in yeah. vogue. Yeah, it's it's like that, that's the thing. The single-edged blades, the they're they're the thing now. Cool, very very um, Fritz Leiber nonsense. I love it. Okay, so you happen to be in well center of the map here, which obviously the poor viewer doesn't have. But there's um there's a little town. In the center of a map, there's a forest to one side. Uh, there's some more forest and a bunch of mountains to the north. There's some plains to the uh, east, forest to the west. Uh, and to the south, you have a kind of a pirate coast and um, and a huge swampland. And I'm picturing the climate to be so, sort of like, uh, it's not supposed to be this way, but it's kind of, uh, there's, there's some sort of weird mystical magical thing going on where the land spirits and the air spirits and the water spirits are, are sort of rebelling against uh, against the gods. And they've, they've created this place that that should be like southern Sweden, but instead it feels like northern Africa. Flora and, and some of the insectoid life uh, is more reminiscent of the Paleozoic. So you have like huge lycophyte trees like uh what do they call like lepidodendrons you have enormous like house tall snake grass and horsetail and in among this this mix you have more contemporary like uh cycads and eucalyptus trees and stuff like that and 
there are huge cockroaches living in the in the cycads. There are man-sized uh, dragonflies that hunt pigeons. Freaky, freaky stuff. Yay! Yes. So it's hot. Uh, it's uh, yeah, late summer. Uh, it's windy, uh, hot winds. So we're at Utmir. Uh, yes. Now Utmir is is kind of um, it's a, a village. It's fairly newly constructed. A lot of stone and and plaster work. You know from old stories that to the north there's an there's an ancient kingdom called Sur where there's supposed to be like um, uh, ancient graves and and uh, you know kind of like a Valley of the Kings or whatever uh, in one on one side and and like a an ancient um, high high civilization that that vanished uh, hundreds of years ago. This is also the place where a bunch of different uh, gods chose to have a little a battle or something, uh, which is perhaps the reason why uh, all the you know land, air, and and water, all the spirits of the of creation are, are sort of rebelling and creating their own their own little thing here. The fallout of of divine clashing. So you're in this this inn in Utmir. Uh, you've been you've been going over like oh yeah, yeah I, I, you know why why uh, <laughs> why Redmain has has a dress and a necklace leering at at wenches I'm sure and uh, and the odd serving boy and there's this old man uh, who uh, strikes up a conversation with you uh, and he starts talking about I guess we cut into like the conversation he's he's like holding up his his like little bony fist and he's like. I'm telling you, it's it's a ruby the size of a fist, uh, with the power to change your very your very nature, sorceress in nature. It was stolen from my family by the that cancerous ghost. And he gives a name, which I'm going to look up in a moment. And he goes, "Curse him! Curse his line! If you were to get it back from me, I will surely, I would surely pay you handsomely." He doesn't look rich, but hey, there's a ruby, <laughs> maybe. Look, you you had a ruby that allowed you to change your fortunes. Yeah, not just my fortunes, my my very being. And you know, he looks like uh, he. Uh... Is this what you chose? <laughs> no, you idiot! It was stolen from me, stolen by that cancerous ghost. Uh, now I'm left as you see me now, bereft. <laughs> you know, he, he has this whole like theatrical thing. So without the uh, magic magic gem, you appear like this. If you had the if you had this ruby, you would appear differently. I could I could do just about anything I could want. It's an heirloom of my family from the time of a god clash. But you could do whatever you want. Yet someone stole it from you. Yes, it's a cancerous sorcerer's ghost bastard. The ghost got the ruby to change itself, maybe. But hmm. Maybe we could work out a trade. I, I, I know some techniques about changing ghosts. Maybe if I do the change instead of doing the ru- instead of having to use the ruby, and the ruby won't be used up. We could. I am not a ghost, you you buffoonish woman. I need you to find the stone so I can regain. But if the ghost wants to change, we can change the ghost, and in payment for us changing the ghost, he'll give us the ruby, and we can bring the ruby back to you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care how you do it. Just just get the ruby. Get the ruby. I will reward you when when the power is back in my hands. So is, when you get the ruby, you'll be nice to us and give us treasure. I, the very cosmos, will lie in my hand. Is there anything like, you know, read a person in this setting? <laughs> if you have to read him, 
then you're doing it wrong. Let's say we give you the we, we retrieve the, the ruby for you, and then you turn us all into pigs for payment. Well, surely the gods would look unfavorably upon such conduct. I couldn't possibly turn you into pigs unless they were most virile or, you know, fertile. He, he gives a glance to Constance. Besides that, I mean, it sounds like uh, you, you, you'll do better than we would. What's stopping me from taking the, the ruby and making myself king of the world? Well, you couldn't possibly comprehend its use, you simpleton. It is an, an heirloom of my blood. It can only really be used by one of my lineage. Unless you are secretly some sort of descendant of a bastard, then, you know, perhaps you could use it. But I doubt it. I very much doubt it. You know, I heard a story about gods and pigs once, and maybe that's why it's so hot out right now. Spirits didn't like gods making so many pigs. Yeah, if we were to take this quest from you, where would we find this ghost? You must look to the north in the ancient kingdom of Sur, in the valley of the graves, where the kings rest with the barrows. There, there you will find uh, the ghost haunting his grave, no doubt pawing my ruby. Huh? Well, look no further. Barrow's my last name. Nobody knows Barrow's like the Barrow's. <laughs> you don't have a last name, remember? <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Aren't those Barrow's protected by various curses and the like? I think it's usually ghosts. Are you not heroes? Have I have I misjudged you? It's okay. I know a trick. We can deal with ghosts. Yeah, at least today. Tomorrow we might not to be able to. Well, you know what you must do. I must go to the privy. We'd better get there today, I guess. Let us finish our drink and be off. The old man wanders off. You've been a little quiet here, Redmain. So I think you notice that when the old man leaves, the the barkeep kind of he gives you the eye and he's like he crooks a finger at you like hey buddy yeah what you know that guy ah yeah 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 uh that's that's a guy whose name i'm gonna look up later uh, but uh the important thing is uh i he's wrong see i heard that that ruby is not in fact up north uh he's he's been a little crazy uh since he lost that thing you know, he's getting old and senile. I think he's just confused about what happened. Uh, I mean, you can go there if you want to, probably treasure and stuff. But I heard that it's actually in the possession of, of, of Lord Dargamore to the south. It's a much shorter journey, a lot less uh, danger. And you just you just go to his the little village beneath his... Um, his keep, uh, and, and you go to the inn there, and you you ask for my brother uh, Norg. He'll help you out. He'll help you get into the the keep. Excellent. Uh, are you or your brother uh, looking for some sort of payment for this help? Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure you can work that out with uh, with Norg when you see him. It looks like you, right? Uh, yeah, like uh, pretty much exactly the same, uh, except I I have a better mustache. Pity those who don't have a fabulous mustache. <laughs> well, thank you for the uh, the tip, and I'll go back to no problem companions. Well, my sigil, my sigil friend, what did he tell you? And you tell us, mm -hmm. Norgan Dagamore's Borg. Hmm. Th that would be keep. Let's not confuse the poor listeners. 
<laughs> Beginning zero on. Yep. I mean, we could probably find other things to do if it turns up this is nothing more than a a a, a chartreuse chartreuse fish. Then put us to uh, Dagmorth. Yes. South toward Dagmorth. Okay. Burglary, and if it doesn't work out, and if we don't get arrested, maybe we can go up north and then deal with the guards. It's about a full day um, south. Okay, so uh, you spend the evening and, and night uh, at the inn, I assume, uh, and uh, get ready to leave in the morning, and you set out on the road. Yeah, my flamboyant clothes are packed away, and I'm wearing armor. Somebody roll me a D3, just for fun. Oh, a two. Okay. You, you're moving south, uh, and it's uh, sort of a late late forenoon when you cross the ford uh, over the little tributary that go down to the goes down to the river that you have to cross when you're going down to the keep. Uh, in the distance, you can see and hear you can see dust, and you can hear the the pounding of hoofs. And uh, before long, two figures in uh, dusty armor show up. They're holding lances and shields and they're riding along and and squinting in the in the sun they spot you let's see you have there's somebody has plate mail so they ride up and one of them starts to ride like a little circuit around the three of you and he looks very intently especially at uh at um, uh, you constance and he says that that is a fine armor my lady perhaps you would like to put it to the test well, you know, it's always... I mean, they say you never can trust a weapon until you've used it once, but then on the other hand, if you live longer by having never found out to begin with, well, isn't that the luckier way to go? I don't know, my friends, should I uh, do a light spar? You know, friendly competition. I limply hold up my hands. She's a, she's a chatty one, Exod. Let's thrash her, says the other one. And uh, he jumps down from his horse and and uh, takes out like a club. <laughs> well, I'll try not to use the sharp side of this my flourished back sword. What, what do the other two of you do? Stand back and lean on my ma- on my flanged mace and just watch right now. Now my bigger question is: Is a ghost a ghost if it's you know still inside the body? <laughs> what's what's Redmayne doing? Right up next to the other guy. Oh, you have a horse. Where did you get a horse? I don't know. You you gallop up like like the knights like, in uh, yeah. In, uh... <laughs> Redman is the biggest troll. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're looking for armor. Maybe you're looking for a dress and hold that up to like uh, get his attention. <laughs> I think you succeed. So the other one, Exod, apparently, you know, he looks down at you and says, Rex, this, this naturalist has appuned me. I must, I must have satisfaction. And he leaps down from his horse. I was going to say, when he has the attention as he's looking at the dress, I just want to pull him out of the the saddle. Oh, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a danger roll. Okay, so then we do a 2d6 plus an appropriate attribute. Is that? Yes. I could do either strength or dex in this particular situation. Well, I will, of course, pick strength. Okay. Twelve. Oh, wow. You pull him out of the saddle. Uh, what What do we see when you pull pull the Rex out of the, out of the saddle? Pull him down, and he's got face plants on the ground before me. Oh, 
<laughs> I should um I should do a little uh, highest good, right? He's like, oh, I yield. <laughs> <laughs> you have bested me. <laughs> Wise choice, my friend. Wise choice. <laughs> oh, that's very satisfying. Gave him a lot of satisfaction in one on one. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of dust tasting satisfaction. <laughs> Meanwhile, Exod uh, moves down upon upon poor you, Constance. Uh, what do you do? Well, since it's come to open blows already, maybe it would be more to my advantage if on my other hand I took out my fishing net and entangled him. Okay. Sounds like a dex danger roll to me. Not to be thrashed in instead. Well, at least Dexterity has a bonus associated. This is 2d6 and just the straight Dexterity bonus? Yes, yes. Ooh, I rolled a 6. That is no good, no bueno. He, in fact, grabs the net when you when you swing it at him, uh, and he pulls you close and thrashes you with his cudgel. I should roll for him, right? That's how that works. Let's just do 2d6. I would have to hit pretty hard, because I have such... Fine armor. Yeah, you have six to begin with, right? Now, does the armor go on to the health? The armor goes on to your defense, I think, which should be six to begin with. Okay. I did not know that there was a defense. Uh, It's called armor rating, base armor rating of six. So um, lumber and shields provide plus one armor each, while heavy armor provides two armor. So you, you have eight. So he attempts to thrash you, but, you know, you you fend off (laughs) the thrashing with your armored arm or something, right? So what is, uh, are are you content sitting on the sidelines there, um, Stoker? Uh, I I see him being ungentlemanly to to Constance, so, but I look at my mace, that would definitely hurt him, so I'm using my shield and whacking him in the back of the head with my shield. Uh, yeah, make a, a strength uh, danger roll with advantage. So, uh, nine. Miss. You have no strength? I have no strength. Aha! <laughs> Another joins the fray! Huzzah! Uh, says says uh, Exod. He disengages with the, the net uh, <laughs> the net wielder in order to attempt to fight you. So let's have a little fight roll, you and you and him. Yeah, do strength and uh, no, actually attack bonus is the one. You don't do strength, you do attack bonus and you don't have any, so it's just the 2d6 and he's going to do 2d6, so he gets a 6. So since I have my shield, I actually have a defensive 8. Yeah, he, he does not land anything. He does not land anything, so you go for him. Do you do you still try to knock him out with a shield or Yeah, yeah, I'm just using my shield cuz if I use my mace, I'm going to I'm going to put holes in him. You know, he wanted to spar. I'm being nice. I'm just blocking his blows with my shield and like, come, 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 come. It's, it's nice that you have you have such a a, a charitable view of these people. <laughs> okay, so you fail to land much of a blow on him. So it's like it's this hilarious like silly slapping match between the two of you, where he's like he's attempting to hit you with his cudgel and you're attempting to smack him with the shield, <laughs> and he's like hurling uh, buoyant uh, uh, war cries at you and, and encouragement. <laughs> so, Red Mane, what do you do? This guy laying in the dirt. What's he got on him there? Uh, he has a shield. He's thrown down his lance. Uh, he has a, a club just like the other guy, Exxon. 
this guy's Rex. He has some light male armor, probably used to have a helmet, but uh, probably sold it for, by the look of him, sold it for wine. You know what? Roll, uh, if you want to search him <laughs> in his, in his uh, indign, indignant, in state of indignity, there you go, uh, then why don't you uh, roll, roll miscellaneous? That should be fun. Six and Wine bottle appropriate. <laughs> no, I, I, I need that for, for communion. <laughs> As he's he's spitting dust. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the reward for my victory. I mean, do you have something of greater or equal value you can offer me? <laughs> he sort of groans. Ah! No, I yield. <laughs> it just sinks back to the dust. This is a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Constance. Well, I am sort of weighing up my options, wondering if we are still being nice to these guys, if it really was a spar, if they're actually bandits. They look kind of like knights, but like down on their luck knights, right? Yeah. Now, I was kind of thinking about this transmuting ghost spell. And wondering if I could transmute the ghost inside this guy's head to make him a little bit more pacifistic and a little bit more like, you know, I really ought to go do some charity work. Poor people. I think that's an a, an excellent idea. I think that's an excellent idea. Hilarious and excellent idea. That is a fantastically creative use of transmute ghost. <laughs> Offensive spells typically allow their targets a danger roll to resist or avoid the effects. So he would be making the danger roll to not be transmuted into a kind and generous soul. Okay, so I'm just going to roll his attribute randomly, of course. I guess it would be a will, so he has a two, which is a zero, which means you have a good good chance of succeeding. Uh, he fails. So the spell goes off, your spell slot is emptied. What happens? Describe this glorious moment. So while well, he's got his back turned, and you know I've stooped far enough that my head can be just about at eye level with him, and uh, you know he's getting pushed around by this shield, not hurt very much, and then he is like spinning around to do this other attack, and he we catch uh, lock eyes just for that moment, then he falters. As he spun around, and he's like, oh, you know, this was really not, it, uh, kind of the fight goes out of him. He, he realizes that he probably shouldn't be wasting his time with this. That there are better and more charitable things for a noble man of a knightly order to be going and doing than just thrashing random people on the road. And, uh, <laughs> and he tells Norbert it's time to get back on our horses and, and go home and, and help the poor people. Yeah, before he does that, of course, I interrupt. Oh, good sir. What can you tell us of, of your of, of your liege of Dragomor? What is he like? Oh, good, good sir. Pardon the thrashing. I, I don't know what came over me. Uh, Dragomor is not my liege. Uh, uh, Gilgarm of the neighboring kingdom is, is uh, my liege, technically. But uh, I have heard that Dragomor is a most wicked man, and I would stay as far away from him as possible. Until recently, I would have called him a bastard of my own, uh, well, you understand. But I, I can no longer, I can no longer countenance such a way of life. Uh, 
such a mentality, such a philosophy. And so I must sway you, war, ward you away from 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 Dargamore, uh, the wicked. We will do our very best to stay away from him. Go back to your back to your master, Gilgarm, and serve him well. Pat him on the cheek. Oh, I cannot. I cannot. Gilgarm is worse than Dargamore. <laughs> I must. I must go to convent. Yes. <laughs> I must. I must enter a monastery. I must uh, atone. I must atone. We must atone, Rex. And Rex is like, yes. He's been so humbled. He's been dragged off his horse by a naked dude, <laughs> and he's had his wine stolen. <laughs> well then, get get thee to a nunnery then. No, that that too would be frightfully wicked. We must take we must take vows of chastity. Yes, Rex. Rex, whoa. He helps Rex up on his horse, and then he gets up on his horse, and, and actually he like stops. Well, well, what what am I thinking? And then he hops down again, and he pulls Rex down from the horse a second time, uh, and Rex goes down into the dirt, and then he hands the reins to you guys, like here, our first act of charity to atone for our most vicious behavior. Uh, here, they they are fine fine coursers. Oh, and because you are, of course, taking a vow of of, of poverty, <laughs> leave behind your leave behind your 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 old self in the terms of your current wealth and 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 armaments. Oh, I'm not sure that's necessary. They have to get there safely. Well, they can keep a dagger. He has a cudgel that will keep him safe. Uh, make it make a will danger roll. Nah, five. So so Exod. Uh says no nay we we must uh, we must surely keep some for 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 to reach this monastery uh, where we may uh, do penance uh, alas you must you must to be satisfied with the horse yes we thank you sirs well good luck with your with your future vows and whatnot <laughs> what's your horse's name uh, we should roll that randomly so, so go ahead and roll that randomly I think we should use we should use ill in nouns. They have named their horses after in nouns or edible plants. Your, your choice. So choose one and roll uh, on that. I'll choose in nouns. Three, four. That would be giant. This is my noble courser, giant. <laughs> and Rex's horse, of course, four one. <laughs> edible plants is hickory, hickory nuts, unless it's hog. <laughs> Hickory nuts or hog? Yes, his horse was called hickory nuts. <laughs> so when you when you call for them, it's giant hickory nuts. <laughs> it's because it's its favorite supplemental snack. Congratulations, you you have defeated the random encounter of the two knights who, for no other reason than to uh, than boredom, wants to fight you. Uh, welcome to this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! On to Dargamore. You can hop on back if you want. I might interfere with my drinking. <laughs> <laughs> then we go off at, at a at a nice little pace. So, due to Redmain's debauchery uh, and and uh, and uh, uh, nascent alcoholism, uh, you do not make good time, despite having horses. But you are—I mean, two of you, the two of you at least are are. are uh, uh, a little more rested, uh, maybe sore, sore buttocked, but otherwise fine. Uh, when you reach um, Siron or Siron, whatever you want to call it, the village at the foot of the 
Too bad he's drinking it. He could have bought many things with that. But... <laughs> that paints a very dire picture of the, of the, of the kingdom. <laughs> Can we just roll for a random name for the inn where Nark works, or does he have a name for his inn? You know, why don't we roll? Uh, go for it. I'll roll the I'll roll the adjective. Two one. And two one again. The cunning bucket. <laughs> Forsooth they reached the cunning bucket. <laughs> the most infamous dark inn. <laughs> I am very careful in opening the door to this inn in case there's a bucket over it. <laughs> Of course, your instinct is correct, and you manage to narrowly skirt the dangerously depending bucket. The cunningly placed bucket, yes. And uh, the bunch of people who are in there, they all go, oh, like, okay, damn it. <laughs> Should change the sign. <laughs> you enter the inn. It's a, it's a smoky, cramped uh, little, little place. The whole uh, village crouches uh, in the shadow of a... Uh, a big crag that seems to jut up from the plains uh, like a like a blunt spear tip. And on top of this blunt spear tip is a four-cornered cornered keep uh, with tall corner towers and a central castle building, which seems to be from a completely different age and make uh, from what you can see. It has like a shiny azure roof or uh, yeah but from what you can see from down here anyway actually you may not even be able to see it from down here it's it's probably just a gray wall but uh maybe maybe somebody is you know offhandedly mentioning the <laughs> the irritating glare from the blue roof <laughs> as you enter as we as we write it down we might actually see it in the distance and as we get closer yeah, sure, yeah. Gets yeah yeah there you go so you enter it is clearly an inn of of ill repute, as a hive of scum and villainy, so to speak. Let's let's talk to Bork's uh, brother, Norg. You can see the innkeeper. He looks almost exactly like his brother, except that he has thinner mustache. Okay, I'll try to surreptitiously approach him. Uh, nobody's around. And, and uh, hello, Norg. Your, your your brother sent me to discuss something with you. Oh, what, uh, what pray tell could he have sent sent you to discuss with me? He said that uh, in the keep there there may be this large ruby there, and you could help us get into the keep. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, the goods you wanted are back here, and then he waves you through into the back. Okay. Uh, are these your porters? Yes, this way. Yes. So he waves you all three into kind of a storeroom. In the back, he draws the the curtain to the to the inn. <laughs> practically soundproof and he lowers his voice a bit and goes ah, yes uh sure uh, surely um the lord uh, dargamore he he has uh gotten his hands on uh on this uh ruby this heart of the gods it is uh it's powerful and um i fear what he might be doing with it or plan to do with it uh we have been living under his boot heel for some time now and uh well, he looks around as if somebody would be hiding behind like the tons and kegs. Uh, we have we've been we've been preparing for um, a strike or something, but uh, I'm I'm sure he has us uh, watched. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, you three might be able to slip in uh, to the castle more easily than we, and then you could you could seize the stone for yourselves. I shall help you if you so desire, but on one condition. 
you, you must kill uh, Dardmore. Why do you wish him dead? Well, uh, he, he overtaxes us. Look, I've, I have barely anything at all on my bones. He's sort of slightly chubby. Uh, he, he makes rude comments. You've said enough, sir. <laughs> and I bet he taxes you. That was his first comment. Yes, and then he taxes us again. He, he, we are double and triple taxed, I say. And what has he done for you? <laughs> you, mean, you mean besides the aqueduct? Also, he has a wicked reputation. And what else could he want with uh, that evil stone? His wicked reputation reached us many, many miles away. <laughs> Precedes him. If this stone is all this powerful, why hasn't he used it yet? I don't know. Perhaps uh, he is figuring out how to. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be a big fist-sized ruby. Nay, nay. Uh, it, it is a relic, I, sh- I assure you. Uh, it, is, it is a remnant from the, from the God Clash. So it is told. Who would take power once Dagmar is dead, or Dargmar is dead? What's that line from, from the Holy Grail where he talks about a, a, a commune? Oh, an anarcho-syndicus army. We take it in turns. So he goes into the, yeah, yeah we'll start up an anarcho-syndicalist uh, commune where we'll, you know, everyone will have a say and, uh, you know, I will be the first ombudsman. <laughs> well, that seems obvious. Uh, I don't understand why no one else has uh, thought of that. <laughs> According to legend, before the God Clash, this is how we we all lived. But uh, uh, since the evil gods prevailed, uh, now we must live under the boot heel of the, the upper class. Well, we will help you strike this blow for liberty. <laughs> Fantastic! Swear on the gods of good. You will, you will, you will do this deed. Yeah. Swear by flight. Okay, so I've heard two quote-unquote swears. <laughs> I swear that this deed will be done by the uh, great god. What's the random god name here? <laughs> Basil. <laughs> Basil, okay. Uh, well, yeah, sure. The god of inn keepers. <laughs> so, that keep is new, or is that an older keep? Look at that fine blue tiled roof that the lint glints so brightly off. Ah, uh, yes. the uh... That's new. Was it, was that actually an older keep that he's renovated, or uh, the keep Who would has been know? here? Probably ah, for a while. <laughs> this is perfect. You're interrupting. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so he's trying to tell you, but you keep interrupting him. It's brilliant. Then he's like, finally, oh no, shut up for a moment. Quiet. Uh, the the keep is, is not new. It's been here for a while, but I, I believe the central uh, tower unit is uh, uh, it's older than the than the walls. Uh, may even predate the god clash now now your your best bet if you are to slip in there and kill dargamore and uh and take the ruby for yourselves is to go there at night there is a secret pass uh a path not pass up the uh southwestern uh side it is uh uh, not known by Dargamore's uh, watch, so it should not be particularly watched. And at night, the patrols are fewer. And uh, I can give you here, uh, he fishes out like a bit of parchment, and he uh, starts scribbling little like notes about guard patterns. Uh, and, you know, he makes a little drawing of the of the keep, very crude, square, four corners, square in the middle. And he points out like where where the guards are and so forth. Uh, you will want to uh, get over the wall. I shall supply you with the the climbing equipment. 
already have. Oh, you do? Oh, wonderful. Well, I have. I don't know if my compatriots have any. Well, you should need rope and a, and a grappling hook, at least. D do you have this? I mean, I have a grappling hook and rope, but we probably don't all be on the same rope. No. Very well. I should supply you another rope and grappling hook. Uh, and um, climbing, climbing. Uh, well, he shows you the like little uh, iron, iron shoe things that you put on your feet. Uh, crampons. Lie low here for a day before we go up. Well, we just got here. We should rest up, rest up tonight, and see what we. Yeah, can I need find a full out. night's sleep. I'm quite put out by our other adventure earlier in the day. Are, are you certain you you could rest for you could rest now for uh, uh, maybe five uh, or six hours and then attempt a climb? Every moment that goes by could could mean uh, that Dargamore figures out how to use the stone. Eight hours. <laughs> and make our infiltration slightly later in the evening. <laughs> when you would really not suspect. Yes, about six-ish uh, at, at, at present. So we get eight hours of sleep. We'll go up at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I can roll the new spell. All right. What say you, Redmain? So, uh, prepare for our assault in the, the early hours. <laughs> okay. Do you want to use your spell for anything there, Redmain? Because I think you are obliged to re-roll if you sleep, right? If I use it, then I've got to rest again to regain the spell. So you don't have to rest. I mean, you could you could uh, stay up and and have a real good old time drinking and and carousing while the others sleep <laughs> if you want to. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> and I think that would be a useful spell for this. I don't. No one that I'll get a useful spell. <laughs> True. <laughs> Physical element, ethereal form. It's called moss. Moss, okay. Form. Moss dance. Well, it is an old keep, and there's a lot of moss growing on it. Yes. Okay. You're going to put on a show. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this, this to the creativity of Tad. So uh, in the moment, you're, you're, you can tell me what Moss Dance does. A drunken red mane shakes us awake at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> right. So red mane, in the midst of your carousing uh, somewhere, uh, it's, it's a bit hazy, but I think you, you encounter a bunch of uh, traveling entertainers, you know, acrobats, uh, jugglers, uh, stuff like that. Uh, among them, there's a, what do you call it? Like a... What is the word? Jesus. Not an oracle, not a seer. You know, a little lady with a crystal ball. Fortune teller. Yes, that's the word. So yeah, there's, there's a little old lady fortune teller that, that uh, you, en you end up like on a dare, on a drunken dare, you end up like uh, having her read your fortune. So uh, give me a D4. Two. I don't know how much or how clearly maybe Redmain remembers this or if it's like if it's really in the front of his mind. But when she read your, let's say, your palm or something, she gripped your hand very tightly and she looked you intently in the eye with her old crone eyes and, and you know, all the wrinkles uh, cre cre creased doubly. And she said, ambush lurks in the keep you will visit. And then, you know, she let go of you and, and you know, it was back to hunky-dory, jolly, you know, carousing and stuff. All right. So, yeah, uh, you are, you're free to tell your companions about this encounter or just, you know, eh, eh. <laughs> fortune tellers. <laughs> I 
think it's as, as we're um, kind of getting, making our way through up this path, I'm going, oh, guys, I remember, you know, talking to people about what's in the keep last night or something. And somebody said that there's somebody in the keep. Um, Abby, someone? No. Am- Amber? No. Ambush. Ambush is in the keep. She say exactly. He's still drunk. <laughs> she lays around in the keep or lies in, lies in, wait, no, it wasn't lies in, wait. Lurks, maybe? Yeah. How was it? Lurk? She's lurking in the keep. We know about it. Maybe we can counter ambush. And then prophecy will give our lives. Yeah, or we're the one doing the ambush. It's a double bush. Is the moon out? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, great. We have a full moon. Great. Well, we have a, we had a moon. Is it enough to see that parchment he wrote on again? Sure. So he said there'll be a guard over there, and then he'll move after a bit to here. So let's see if it actually happens. So I am going to look up the tower from the shadows, because that's what I do. I hide in shadows and see if I can spot, see if the guard actually does do that patrol as indicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they seem to be behaving exactly as he um, described. Pretty much normally, you would only be able to get up the carved path that is like a zigzag carved path up to the keep. But there is, uh, to the, in, on the southwestern side of the keep, uh, there is a small path that is natural and difficult to, to climb up, but not impossible, right? If you know what you're doing and where it is, then you can do it. And since nobody expects there to be like a path up there, then it's, it's not terribly well watched. So the, the walls themselves uh, are uh, five meters in height, just shy of 20 feet. In each corner, um, you have a nine meter tower, square tower. So uh, they rise pretty tall up over the, the wall. There's a guard over there, guard over there. If we wait until they go, to, you know, they split up. You might as well go up straight up here. Let me go up first, because this is what I do for a living. You're not a roof runner. You're a sneakster. <laughs> Move silently and hide in shadows. It's it's within the job description-ish. <laughs> I'll wrap some cloth around my uh, around the hooks on my grappling hook so it doesn't make a clanking sound, and throw my hook up and hope it latches. Just let's just have you roll uh, and roll with advantage. And see if you get up, uh, no problem with your dex or da- uh, dex then, or uh, it should be dex, yes. Seven. You had advantage. You can roll another d6. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, there we go. Ten. Twelve. Twelve actually. <laughs> Three, sir. No problem. You you quietly um, you pick out the quiet spots, and and the three of you scale the wall, plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful sight, glinting in the in the moon. Red manes, n- naked, sigil-covered, uh, drunk body swaying <laughs> to and fro from the rope. You get up. Yeah, you get up there. You find uh, uh, some neat places. You're up on the parapet, whatever you call them, the walkway up up top on the the wall. You you deftly avoid the patrols, which you've been forewarned about. And you see the um, large central building, which is um, it's a little taller than um, than the walls. 
it's probably two tall stories. Uh, and when I say two stories, I mean like there's a bottom floor and there's the there's a second there's a floor on top of the bottom floor, and then the, there's the dome dome thing, the the kind of uh, azure dome shiny shiny thing. And this appears to be like uh, marble, not uh, the um, the rough rock that uh, the walls are made of. And it seems uh, far older. How far away is it from the wall? Oh, not too far. You you could actually probably. I mean, probably couldn't leap to it, but um, you could fi- probably find a way to get over there. Grappling hook? Uh, it's it's certainly within grappling hook distance. Uh, but um, and there are like balusters up up. Uh, you're supposed to be able to walk on the on the top um, around the the edge of the dome. Any guards in there? No, you don't see any on top of the the building. But you'd be pretty exposed if you were to like throw a rope over and then start climbing out over the the courtyard. Well, we either go down and look through the courtyard or... Lots of goodies to hide hide behind there. Little barrels and wagons and, and stuff. Yeah, gesture down and around the barrels. Good move. Yeah, I'll take lead. Sure. If you see that awesome. ambush, you know, just scream out in the entire... <laughs> move on out and head to, and find the uh, stairs down or ladder down, whichever they have. You'd probably find a ladder from where you are that goes down straight to the the courtyard, and then you can make your way across the courtyard to the um, the front entrance. There appears to be only one entrance, uh, unless you want to like smash a stained glass window or something, which you know obviously you could. Well, we got windows. We don't actually have to smash them because I have a crowbar, but I also have a hand drill. I wonder if I could just drill out. The only, the only real windows, to be clear, the only real windows are the stained glass windows. The others are essentially like embrasures, like very narrow, or almost like for, for archers, right? You, you couldn't slip path through them. Yeah, and the big stained glass windows are too much work to, to take the windows apart. I pull out the hand drill. Let's get inside. I'm going to drill out the lock. <laughs> okay. So you 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 turn the the corner to the front. You uh, you uh, wait for the guards to pass as per expected. Slip uh, into the, the kind of uh, antechamber. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little mini. Uh, it's an it's an open like a, an old Roman or Venetian palace uh, where they have like an like an archway, and then there's a small space. What do you call it? It's like um they have it in france as well and there's a name for this goddamn thing it's like a little hallway where you have like doors to right and left where like the landlady or the landlord might be or there's maybe a storage right and then there's a the proper gate into the building or the courtyard inside the foyer yeah kind of but anyway it's not important there, there's a little like you know place where you are you are hidden from prying eyes and you have doors to to right and left, and straight ahead is a set of double doors where that, that clearly go into the main, you know, building. Does it look like there's a, they, that there's like they're locked, or are they just doors? They have locks on them. They appear to be like uh, like metal braced uh, wood, not not super fancy. Uh, maybe they were replaced from the the original doors. Yeah, the the, drill, the hand drills coming out. I'm going to drill out one of the locks. Well, that takes a little while. <laughs> Very carefully, when there's no guards, spin real fast. When the guard comes, to sort of slow down. Guard goes away. Spin up again. Yeah. So while he's drilling that, um, are you guys 
keeping watch? Are you uh, checking out the other room, other other doors? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to go at least uh, listening to all the doors to see if there's any noise behind them. Facing facing the double doors, the do- the door to the right, it's dead quiet in there. From the outside on the on the wall, you saw some windows high in the in the wall. Well, windows is a generous. Uh, it's like little little narrow slits, not for arrows. You think more like for some bare illumination. And uh, the door in the other direction, if you listen to it, you can hear muted voices talking. You think maybe there are some guards in there, maybe playing dice or cards. Gesture that to uh, to Constance then. To... Guards in there. Uh, the door to the right, is it locked? Uh, if you try it, yes. We can try locking the guards in the other room in there. Yeah. And that would let people know that we are here when they tried to open the door. And unless there's like, you know, is there an actual lock with a key on that door that the guards are in? Yeah, it appears to be like an, in, uh, an, an uh, interior lock in the door. So listen carefully at that door while he's doing his drilling. All right. Success. The, the lock is drilled through. You have defeated the, the door. Put my ear to the door. She'll listen to it first. Stupid me. But... Yeah, it seems quiet. The noise, you, you can hear even from where you're standing, like very muted, like the noise from the other room. I'll look over at Redmain. It's going to be an ambush. This be the place for it. Well, go check it out then. You're the sneaky one. Carefully and quietly open the door. All right. It opens up into a darkened, um, when I say darkened, I mean just this immediate area. Uh, there's a darkened or dim hallway with more doors to right and left. Uh, and it opens up uh, into what seems to be, well, further ahead, it opens up into uh, a room that appears to still be lit. Uh, the inside is also marble. You think there's like a like a big... Uh, feasting room or a, or a meeting room or something that you can you can see from here you know that's the room with the stained glass windows isn't it you can't see any from this uh angle all right feasting room throne room whatever yeah i'm going to reconnoiter i'm going to move along the walls silently and hide in the shadows so i can get close and see what there is to see inside the room that's still lit all right so you make it uh, to the lip of the uh, large room. Uh, it appears to be a room that has a gallery. Uh, this is a, a room that covers both floors, right? So it's both two tall floors. There, there's a like a long table. It's largely em- it's pretty much empty. There are evenly spaced pillars holding up the gallery, like the second floor gallery. There are two uh, marble staircases going up to the second uh, floor. And you can see in the middle, straight ahead up top, there's a, another set of double doors, more, more regal looking, that probably open upon um, like the, the throne room proper. And you know, up to li- right and left, and probably be up up above you, there there are you know uh, entrances to other rooms, uh, sleeping quarters, and storerooms and such. And the lights coming from like a fire, or some in a fireplace or that, or uh, yes, there's a fireplace to the um, to the left. Come in, come in. So we th- we think throne room maybe stairs, throne room. 
Uh, there's stuff up of overhead that I can't see unless I go into the room. Who's the greediest here? Red mane. <laughs> so it's you. <laughs> I had to be one of you too. Again, you both sort of your eyes are kind of drawn because there's this this pleasant glow from the fireplace as you look around. You would have noticed this a little earlier, actually, since you were looking around and up. The ceiling appears to be gold. I can't take a ceiling with me. <laughs> it's probably gold leaf, which means you have to scrape the entire ceiling to get about that much. But if they put that gold on their ceiling, they must have wealth elsewhere. Yeah, it's like it's it's this in this ridiculous display of luxury and opulence while the peasantry outside and the villagers are like, you know, they're they're straight out of out of Holy Grail. <laughs> he is definitely an evil person. We should we should make him less evil by taking some of his treasure from him. <laughs> Mace rats, communist edition. <laughs> Yes, well, well, okay, so this guy is a bad guy, but, you know. <laughs> the main objective, before we plunder the riches of the future commune. <laughs> so, up the stairs to the master bedroom chamber? Is that what we're thinking then? Two sets of stairs going up? Two staircases, yes. They they walk, go straight up. On either side? They're pretty steep uh, marble staircases. Uh, and they are on yes on either side of of the of the double door straight ahead. So straight ahead, throne room up to the second floor, master bedroom somewhere. All right, let's go upstairs. Yep. All right. It's late enough that you know you don't have anyone up at this hour, uh, other than you know guards outside. So it's you have essentially the run of the place. You can hear snoring from from uh, rooms to the left, uh, and. Uh, to the behind you essentially uh if the if the tr- throne room is to the south then this would be to the north there are, there are um rooms to the east and north uh, on the second floor along the gallery oh, which has the most impressive door well if you pass some of them you can you can determine that some of them are probably for important people and there's smaller ones for servants and then there is it's one that's gilded in gold and, you know, has carvings on it. <laughs> you go around the um, the gallery and you check the different doors, listen, check the type of door, what it, it is. Maybe one or two rooms you, you peek inside just to make sure you haven't found like the master bedroom or something. None of them appear to be a likely candidate. And then you see uh, a room which uh, it has a slightly more impressive door, and it's underneath a kind of a spiral staircase that seems to be leading up to the the roof. And this door, it is up in the like a, like a northwest corner. Like what would be like a telltale thing that would be outside the door that somebody had left there that would indicate that uh, that this this would be where the the lord lives? A guard? Not a guard. Gold-plated chamber pot. Sure. Okay. There's a there's a gold-plated chamber pot outside. <laughs> Very fitting. It's easier to keep clean. I stop for a second, look at, pick it up. Why are you wasting your time on that? Let's go. Well, check the door. Is it locked? Uh, it is not locked. In fact, it opens with an almost inviting fluidity. It's your ambush. You want to go first, Red Mane? No. You're the sneaky one. They won't even know you're there. Carefully slip in. Let my eyes adjust. 
Venturic corridor. It's uh, lit by um, lamps, oil lamps that uh, depend from the ceiling, uh, from little like um, uh, fancy uh, uh, like chains. There are paintings on the on the walls. They they appear to be uh, like stern-looking figures, but also you notice that there are odd signs uh, somewhere, quite quite sizable, like um, like a fifth of the size of the painting, somewhere on the painting or in the painting, incorporated into the motif or or on somebody's armor or something. They don't they don't they look um, arcane somehow. The floor is covered with a thick rug uh rich rug with the you know thread of silver and gold i'll just lean back into the door back against the door jam and say um redmain you're good with sigils aren't you i think this is a trapped hallway with magic and then i'll point the arcane the arcane symbols on the paintings do you all look or what's going on look at what he's pointing at oh you see the paintings figures uh, you think maybe they are like uh kind of humbled mundane versions of the gods maybe and then there are symbols uh sigils possibly uh associated with these gods incorporated into the the painting so are they traps or is it just what i'm seeing it looks like those are the symbols of the gods good ones or bad ones they're gods yeah that's pretty yeah that's pretty much it I'll make my way down the hallway then, walking right in the middle, and trying not to get anywhere near any of the paintings. All right. safe passage, and that the gods will favor us. There is a modest door in the middle of the right wall in the corridor, to the right of the corridor. Straight ahead, there's another modest door. And to the left, there are, there are kind of two double... It's not even a door. It's more like a two two doorways archways that appear to um, uh, lead into a... Uh, already you can see, um, you know, the telltale look of water reflections. You can see a, a kind of a pool in the middle of the room. Oblations room. Yeah. Light comes down from above. Moonlight, essentially, from uh, uh, little windows high above. It's a huge, like, uh, bath room. <laughs> huge bath. The walls appear to be uh, covered in onyx. There are, uh, you know, pot- potted plants and uh, slouching couches and stuff spread out uh, along the, the sides here. And uh, on the uh, far southern wall, which is straight ahead when you look in, uh, there's a huge fresco with like bathing nymphs. Well, it's painted on the wall, so we're not taking that. Those couches, though, and I'm already busy doing estimates in my head how much money we can make off of them. I just slap him upside the head. We don't have time to carry couches around. <laughs> also, curb my instinct for art appreciation. We got this door here, which I point to the one on the wall. I'll. I'll go and listen to the first one, the one opposite the archways. You think you can hear muted snoring in there? Uh, and also, the clo- when you get close to the door, you kind of smell this, like, incense. Not stench, but it's it's borderline um, a stench. 
not so much a fragrance. Wow. Somebody with some some stinky stuff sleeping in there. I guess while they're considering that, I'll go look at, I'll listen to the, at the other door, see if I can hear anything. Aromatherapy. Help him sleep. <laughs> Constant muttering to herself. <laughs> Gotta talk to somebody. It appears uh, silent. You don't hear anything in particular from... All right. So we go in, take by surprise, or get taken by surprise, whichever the gods uh, have determined for us. I pull out a coin and flip it, and I'll say, call it. What? Shake my head and, and controlly at him, draw my sword, and put my hand on the, the door. To the, the incense smoking, incense yeah. stinking? Okay. It's unlocked. You, uh, do you, do you like rush in or do you slightly, s- slowly open the door or what do you do? Quickly open it and I'm rushing in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You fling the door open, you dash in and the, the incense smell, uh, assails you even more fiercely. Now you look around and you see what appears to be a bed chamber, somewhat modest, um, more modest than you would think, given the the immense luxury and opulence elsewhere. The walls and the ceiling are covered in what you would assume to be ritual sigils and glyphs. On the walls, there are the walls are covered uh, where there aren't sigils. There are ritual masks, animal tails, dried herbs. There's a bed in a corner um, where. Uh, the body of a man, you think, uh, is still sleeping, despite your rude in- rude entry. Uh, there's also uh, what appears to be like a little uh, writing table, some books, documents. Uh, you can see a shiny, like a metal lockbox on on the writing table. God, sorcerer! If he hasn't woken up yet, then I quietly. Go out of the room and quietly close the door. That's fantastic. Take take a free advantage to use when you <laughs> see fit. <laughs> it's the wrong wrong room, guys. Wrong room. <laughs> Will it always be in the wrong room? Probably, but with sorcerer sorcerer in there. The problem here, guys, is that is that none of the other rooms so far have looked like a likely candidate. So something isn't right. But there is the other room, of course, that was silent that you could check. But again, you would think that it would be pretty small for uh, a lord of this type. Maybe he's having the sorcerer study the room. Could be. Or or I point upwards. He's got the top floor. There are three floors. Well, there's the ground floor, the first floor, and the top floor, right? Silent room first, though. Yeah, uh, I'll go this time, and I'll go up to the door. Is it unlocked? Yes, yes, it is. Carefully open it up and surprise the storage cabinet. Well, uh, you're not entirely wrong. You see writing pulpits in rows, about 30 of them. It's it's like a, a miniature cramped classroom. Uh, there's a There's a blackboard on the wall, on one of the walls. Clearly some books, uh, scrolls. Stuff written on the blackboard. Oh yeah, the west wall has <laughs> a, a barred window. <laughs> You're not getting out of this school. So I close the door. And I point upwards. And that would that would be the the roof though. What would he? Is he sleeping on the roof? No, I thought there was a roof though. Yeah, there is a roof. 
Yeah, that you can walk around like a, like a. Uh, it's flat except for the kind of flattish dome, uh, the blue dome, which is the ceiling. So the layout here is sort of odd. Like um, he pays the taxes to pay his scribes. You think he's the? Lo- you think that's Dargamore? Maybe. We can wake up the sorcerer and ask him what's going on. You can wake him up and ask him what's going on. Sure. <laughs> okay. I have rope. We could tie him up first before we wake him up. I got manacles. Oh, nice. You guys are the worst. <laughs> have my my knife out. Give my manacles to one of you two to slap on him. If you're doing this quietly and you have uh, Mr. Mr. Shadow, whatever, Shadow Jack with you, then uh, he's not going to wake up. You're, you're going to get the drop on this court sorcerer. I'm going to take my steel mirror and kind of examine some of the uh, sigils and stuff in the room through the mirror, see if that brings any insights to my mind before I go rifling through his alchemical reagents. Okay, so you're doing that while the others are, are securing <laughs> the sorcerer. Yes. So you have the manacles on him and, and I guess the knife to his throat or something before he's even half awake. Yeah. Hand uh, over his mouth, you know, so he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he, he's an old man, a bearded, uh, wild, surprised eyes. Uh, and he looks, uh, yeah, very, <laughs> there's, there's an expression in Swedish, which means, which uh, the literal term is taken on the bed, uh, which means to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he's behind the hand, like, oh. I'm going to take my hand away, and you're going to be quiet and quietly answer our questions. And you know what happens if I get in any way concerned or disturbed, right? So he nods. Take my hand away, leaving the knife there at his throat. Who are you ruffians? You can answer our questions. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry. The ruby of, I'll insert whatever that guy's name in, is that you eventually had to go look up. Yeah, Glockmar's, yeah, ruby, whatever. Glockmar. Yeah, Glockmar's ruby. You know of it? Uh, yes, yes. It's here? Uh, yes, uh, Dargamore uh, has it. And Dargamore is where right now? I, uh, he, he should be sleeping. Uh... He would be in his bedroom, past past the throne room. Past the throne room. Who designed the layout of this place? Because that's not where his bedroom should be. Y- yes, it's a, it's a very cunning design. Like the cunning bucket. Is there a unexpected back entrance to his bedroom? Uh, let me check the map. <laughs> uh, there, there, there would be some very narrow stained glass windows. You would you would perhaps have to smash them, or if you are. Capable of uh, of teleporting. Do you have any means that would help us teleport here? Looking about the... Uh, no, no. The, these are all... Uh, it's all academic. Who are you? Uh, I, I have a name. Wait a minute. Oh, I should randomize it, obviously. Uh, screw, this, screw this module. <laughs> Forgotten his name. He has overdrugged himself. Six and four. So, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm ten piece. <laughs> ten piece, the wizard. So, what is waiting in the the throne room? The the throne. And you know, are there any traps or guards between us and 
the Ruby and the and Dagomar, Dargomar. I don't know where he. I don't know where he keeps it, but uh, but uh, he should have it somewhere. He would know. There might be guards outside his his door. What has he uh, had you investigating recently? Oh, just uh, ways of scrying for potential invasion. Uh, these are troubling times. He will not let me see the the ruby. Who is he concerned about currently? Who would, who is he worried about attacking? Oh, the the Westerners. They they are ever ever pugnacious and 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 querulous and and uh, given to conquest. Yodarm. Uh, yes, yes, that is one of their names. Yeah, those two knights that we that accosted us. They were his knights. Well, they were his knights. There. The the knights are abroad in in the in the lord lordship and uh, the, the duchy. I don't know the the place. <laughs> in Dagomar. In Dagomar's lands. Oh, this this is no good. Nah, we they look more uh, as though They're they right were just man. yeah. Look, these guys. Like, Why are you talking to him about this? Sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to make conversations. <laughs> You're stalling so that the ambush is set up will, will happen. What? No, no, I, I am not ambushing anyone. You, you have ambushed me. I'm in my bed. I'm in my bed clothes. How would I ambush you? I'm not even a real wizard, you know. Yeah, I, you get, I, you get that, you know. What are you talking about? Look from my face. You're not a real wizard. Well, no, no. Well, I, I know a few small tricks, but I, I can't do any real magic. Big mag- magic, you know, teleporting and so forth. Get the impression that I was a bigger wizard than him. I'm a taller one anyway. Yeah, I, I look at Constance. Did you find anything interesting in his um, collection there? Ah, let's see. Roll for uh, treasure trait in uh, a treasure item. Okay, group two, number one. It's of cultural value. Okay. Useless to you. <laughs> it's a signet ring of cultural value. It's probably a signet ring that belonged to. You think it? It must have belonged to the Republic or whatever that used to be here before uh, the God Clash. That that the that Norg thinks was a an anarchic anarchic capitalist commune or whatever, right? This would be very valuable to them. Yeah, although so upon them the great symbol. Of the anarcho-communist, whatever <laughs> commune, or a communist capitalist, whatever it is, yeah, anarcho, whatever, anarcho-syndicalist commune. It's that that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> yes. Although there's something in the back of your head that that makes you feel like, hmm, it's a cultural value, but but it, it could suggest that maybe they're wrong in their assessment, uh, and that might. I mean, what what anarcho-syndicalist commune would actually have signet rings? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find a new use word. Let's gag this fellow. Maybe pile on an extra helping of his aromatherapy, sleeping herbs, so that he can rest through the rest of the uh, unpleasantness that may follow and wake refreshed in the morning. That sound okay to you, sir? (laughs) He's not going to say, I I refuse, that's the worst. (laughs) No. If you want to put put the nice fake wizard to sleep with a chamomile uh, incense then fine. And we'll leave him still uh, trussed up and gagged here. Leave the manacles on and all that. Yeah. 
to the throne room. You think you hear like a good luck behind her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I have, I have a plan. I think. <laughs> Is it a cunning plan? We'll see. He probably has shit in the cunning bucket, and therefore it would be cunning in this cunning-thingy-designed castle. Let's hear it. I could mask myself as the wizard, come to uh, Dargamore, saying, you know, I, I'm in my scrying, I have seen the forces of uh, Gilgarm's uh, approaching, you know, to get his attention, that could, you know, draw him out, so then you could pounce upon him. It's a cunning plan. I'll step back. All right, then. I will use my my mask to summon the image of uh, the wizard or the faux wizard. I am ten piece. <laughs> you take on his guise, such as such as you know it. <laughs> yes. Then I go down, uh, try to open the door to the throne room. So there's no problem with pushing them open. Uh, you see a large square room. Uh, there are double doors to left and right. Uh, straight ahead, you, you have these huge, tall uh, stained glass windows. And this room, like the room behind it, uh, the feasting room, is it covers both floors, right? So it's very high ceilinged, decorated ceiling and all that. But uh, you're not really paying attention to the details because straight ahead, you have a, a little kind of a stepped plinth and the throne on it, uh, or a dais, I guess. And there's a man kind of slouched, looking like he's sleeping on it. On the throne? Yes. Does he look like a noble person, or does it look like a guard who's sleeping? It's dim, but you would imagine that if a guard would sit down like that, they would get a sound thrashing. I go, uh, Dargamore, my lord, and see if he reacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the figure on the throne stirs. Uh, for a moment, there's silence as he straightens up. Uh, the the windows create this kind of like moonlit backlit quality, so it's you can't really see him clearly. And he stands up, and he takes a step, one step out and down uh, the dais, and you begin to see slightly more clearly that he is wearing mail, uh, mail armor, ten piece. What's the meaning of this? I I I, I was practicing. I was scrying. I was I was scrying on the, the Lord. Uh, Gilgarms. I don't have time for your uh, your circles and pentagrams today. Uh, there's a, there's something important uh, afoot. Uh, you must go back to your chamber and stay there. This may be related to to what your current situation. <sighs> All right. What is it? He starts walking slowly toward you. Um, he's, he's plotting against you, sir. He's. Uh, I saw him talking with with. Uh, with some men about uh, a ruby. Then he stops dead in his tracks when you when you mention a ruby. Ah, you said a ruby. <laughs> That's okay. So instead of going, what do you mean a ruby? You know where very well what ruby I have. Um, he goes the the ruby. They know about the ruby. Damn that Gilgarm. Uh, and then he calls out loud, men, and from right and left. The double doors, they open up, and like a sea <laughs> of guardsmen come into the room, uh, like uh, uh, 20 all told. Uh, you, you, Captain, prepare the defenses. 
uh, make sure everything is is correct and search the the uh, search the halls for intruders immediately. Now, what is this about the ruby? Speak, ten piece. I thought we should send the men out to the uh, the woods to the uh, southwest. That's where his uh, he was amassing his collection there, and that's where they were doing their plotting and their planning. What are you saying? He's rallying in the woods. Yes. I don't know. Maybe he sent sent some some men ahead, and then he's gonna maybe trying to force the gates. Uh, make a make a will danger roll with advantage. Eleven. Aha! You do it. You know he, he is uh, a tricky fellow, and uh, we must make sure that he does not succeed. Right. So he takes a moment and uh, crosses his arms, and he strokes his goatee a bit. Uh, he says, "Yes." Yes, we can strike at him while he is still rallying from the woods. He won't know what hit him. If, if you if you kill him now, you can take his lands. <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Although I am, of course, a far better ruler than he. I'm sure his people would welcome you. I, I like you. <laughs> Ten piece. Have I said that before? Ever told you that before? And he's, he drapes an arm around you. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you should... I, I regret what I said earlier. You should use the bath. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get any of that ink in there. <laughs> All right. Everyone, prepare to mount up. We're going to effect an ambush. Now, point to me. Uh, I will, we will go to the, to the map room. We will point to me where. Yes. Yes, my lord. So he takes you away. Um, off uh, and uh, he sends the guards off to do, you know, to prepare mounting up and so forth. Did that cancel his order to search the the? Key? Yes, I mean some of them start start trailing off, but you're good enough at, at keeping in the shadows to avoid them long enough that they get word from the others that hey, no, 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 we're mounting up. Come on, out. So he walks into um, one of the side rooms here, and it appears to be a, a large library. He takes you in there. In, in quotation marks, 10 piece. And he brings out some, uh, uh, well, maps of the region. And uh, he uh, bids you point to the, the correct place and so forth. Um, and meanwhile, uh, while the guards are shuffling out, what do you, the rest of you do? I'm watching to wait until they seem to all have left before I head back, head downstairs. All right. Yeah. You do so. No problem. You can hear talking. You can hear talking echoing from in the marble hallways. Okay, and if we go into the throne room, we'll hear talking from one room. Uh, yeah, you go into the throne room in one of the side rooms. It's, uh, there's chatter in there. There's some light. It's, it's the one to the right. He wouldn't take uh, Old Smelly into his bedroom, so that's his bedroom. We go to the other set of double doors. So one is the library map room, and the other one has got to be where he lives where he sleeps at. All right. The the door is kind of half open already, so you can peer in. Uh, and it appears to be kind of, um, it appears to be like a combined, um, this is probably what used to be like the chapel or like dedicated to some of the gods in the far far end. Um, there's a, kind of a half circle where the gods are looking down and he's put like an enormous, an enormous bed there. The The walls are clad in like, black stone with the religious inscription and it's it's very fancy uh there are like gold gold and everything 
silken stuff, um, beautiful, tall, uh, stained glass windows. Uh, It's it's almost like he's made a little cathedral to himself. I'm going as, are you coming in with me? Of course. You you watch the door. I will search the room. Okay. And I'll use my mirror to keep an eye over my shoulder, too. Are you looking for anything in particular in here, or just the obvious? Well, I'm searching for secret for, for secret secret doors. Uh sure. Now make a make a little danger roll with uh, Will. Eleven. Very well. Cool. Yeah, you look through uh, a good uh, deal of this place. It's it's a little more austere than you you would guess uh, in terms of like stuff to hide places hide stuff in. Um, there aren't a whole lot of like luxury. Uh, wardrobes or anything like that. Th- those things seem to be in other places. You probably find some some small items of value, but you don't find any like hidden compartments or lock boxes or uh, uh, you know little alcoves where you might have squirreled away a, a fist-sized ruby or something. You probably find some, like I said, some some minor treasures if you want to bring them. Stick them in the back. Roll for them later. Looking over over Constance, do we just go in and? confront him meanwhile in the other room have, you've been pointing out where he's supposed to go there uh yeah redmain okay so uh he has pulled down some sort of book on military treatises some military treatise and uh he's pulled down i think some sort of contraption by which you measure the likelihood of of anomalous magical weather <laughs> you know mm-hmm. conditions like that and he's made up his mind that oh, okay this is a great time to uh, to attack you don't think he's super expert at using any of these tools. Um, not bad, but not an expert. So he says, well, very well. You hold down the fort here, uh, fort here, uh, ten piece, and um, I shall depart and be back before you know it. And uh, we shall soon have uh, Lord Gilgarm's lands in our grasp. Excellent, uh, my lord. He starts walking for the door. Okay. I am going to position myself close enough behind him so that when he will dip out the door, see my companions, and then I backstab. <laughs> okay. He comes out. He notices that somebody is in the room. He can't necessarily say notice who, because it's a dim room. Uh, and it, again, it's kind of backlit. If you're in the sh- shadow of the wall beneath the stained glass windows or, or behind the throne, then it's d- kind of difficult to make out your features. But he, st- he stops, uh, and you get your moment there, Redmayne. It's definitely a danger roll. What are you trying to do? Kill or in- killing him was part of our our mission. Yes, it was. I'm thinking it's Dex because he's armored. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to aim carefully to really harm him. Okay, uh, I get advantage since I'm surprising him. Awesome. Yes. So, oh, still not gonna be enough then. That's only gonna give me uh, give me nine. Unless I can convince you that this is really strength because I'm just punching right through his armor. <laughs> no instead of noticing the people out there he he like he gets to the door and he opens it and you you have the moment right and then he's like oh and another thing tempence tempies <laughs> he turns half around and then he sees you there with your you with the knife or yeah probably because i'd be the quickest you still as ten piece also uh, i assume yeah, of so course. yeah so, what what are you what <laughs> You have a moment to do something while he's, he's, uh, he's, you know, the wheels are turning in his head. The intruders, don't you see them? <laughs> you 
Give me a wheel danger roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the intruders, he says. This was all a ruse, wasn't it? You're just after the stone. Why, you little conjurer. And then he, he uh, takes out his poniard um, and he uh, leaps at you. <laughs> well, since you didn't see me, I'm going to come up behind him and, and baseball bat his head with my, with my flame. Sure, but you're, you moved for the throne, right? So you're, at, you're half, half a room away, right? Yeah, but I see the light, and yeah, I'm going to be moving toward them. So yeah, yeah, you you can go toward that, but we're going to resolve this whole thing first. Is he rolling, or am I rolling to dodge? Or I believe you're both roll. No, actually, I think we did it wrong the last time. We should roll initiative. So we roll for each side. It's a die, and whoever rolls the higher goes first. One d six. Yes, one d six. So Dargamore goes first. Yeah, Dargamore is a bastard fighter type, so he gets a plus one, which is a just a ten. No. Actually, it goes against your armor, right? Yeah, which I don't have any armor. It's naked. You don't have it. Okay, so f- you suffer four health. Which is all your health. <laughs> Red main. <laughs> so I think he stabs you at any rate, and you're incapacitated. Mid, uh, third paragraph, la- uh, third column, very last paragraph. If a character e- ever has zero or less health, they are in- immediately slain. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you you croak that out as as uh, as uh, Dargamore has done a a like uh, he's done like a the medieval knight version of the Iayutsu. Like he draws his poniard and like slashes your your neck. <laughs> it's just a blood gushing everywhere. And like, <laughs> and of course that cancels the spell, and it suddenly it's a naked guy with sigils. Yeah. <laughs> so you hear a, a, a big swear in there, like, "Oh, what? What? Who? <laughs> Treachery! Sorcery! Gilgarm!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm coming up behind him as fast as I can with my so initiative again. No, uh, I think you have uh, advantage for a sneaky attack if you want. He's concerned with the body and surprised and all that. So uh, the 3d6 plus 2, that's 11. So you you clock him real good and he dies <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> like, splat, splat, ah, right? So he sprawls on top of the body of Redmane. <laughs> and I look at Constance. We're in trouble. <laughs> and seen and seen <laughs> well since it's late that's that's a perfect way to time to ah oh, poor red main we knew you to 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 the uh, short what's the term we hardly knew you there we go <laughs> i have a feeling that those big Stained glass walls, stained glass windows are going to be our way out. <laughs> yeah, you've been utter, utter turds up until this point. So. But if the men manage to be, if if we manage to like bottleneck them, I'd have something that would be able to delay them. But I think that's probably all going to be, you know, off camera. Yeah, we don't know what moth dance does. So. Exactly. Is it like dr- dr- some sort of druid, uh, druid rave or? 
It's like Druid I whip disco. out the I whip out the uh, hallucinogenic moss and <laughs> cast the spell, and like all of the men who are clumped together, like they intertwine their limbs and they all kind of sway like they're. Uh... <laughs> I hope that was light and silly enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is this from some Swedish some Swedish game or? Uh, yes, this is uh, the early portions of a uh, of a uh, um, an adventure module called the Nova Stone. I I, I really have to give give kudos because uh, it's it's uh, the module is very railroady about ambushing the players in the in the keep if you go to the keep. I was so happy when you found a way to to circumvent that with the spell. <laughs> One of the reasons I wanted to keep that spell because I thought. This is going to be useful when we're infiltrating a keep. Yes. <laughs> I think they meant blow gun, not blow pipe, but I'll go with that. Yeah, one or the other. But it gave me a flange mace, and that's like, not quite concealed. Yes, what you got? <laughs> that maybe when I switch out for a shield. Yeah, I'll switch that one out for a shield. <laughs> You're going to have a blow gun and a shield? <laughs> I think there's actually like an open um, fire pit. Uh, not a fire pit. There's a, there's like a call it. You know what it's called? The thing in the wall with the fire. The fireplace. Yes, there's a fireplace. That's that's what it's called. <laughs> a place where you have the fire. <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com. Find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.